0: Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive,
1: science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot.
0: You're You're listening to
1: It's All Connected. Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business,
0: love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose, because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways.
1: We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic.
0: Nerd out with us and have fun along the way.
1: Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because Because it's it's all
0: connected. connected.
1: Welcome. It's All Connected with me, Michelle Walters, and my co-host, Cynthia Varkevisser. Today, Cynthia and I are interviewing Adina Ravenswood. Adina is a woman's health and sensuality coach. Dr. Adina Ravenswood is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, pharmacist, holistic health coach, and belly dancer. She focuses on helping women tap into their feminine energy to heal their chronic health issues, whatever those might be. She believes great healing can occur by changing long-held destructive patterns of thinking, feeling, and doing. Adina facilitates healing with her offerings of a free monthly belly dance class, a belly dance membership, and her 12-month coaching program for healing chronic conditions. As a breast cancer and Lyme disease thriver herself, Adina wants other beautiful women to know that they have the power within themselves to heal and have a most beautiful life. Welcome, Adina. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you both. Yay! We're thrilled to have you. So uh, Cynthia and I were talking ahead of our time with you, and we wanted to hear how you define sensuality and how do you use it in your business? Mm, Such a great question. I love this one. So for me, sensuality
2: is all about using our senses to get the most out of life. And these are our five senses, of course, and then including our intuition. Um, Also, I wanted to just quickly mention that most people, when they think of sensuality, they think of sexuality, which is certainly a part of it, but it's not all of it for me. So they can be completely separate or they can be linked. It's whatever is in the moment.
0: You know, it's funny when I think of sensuality, of course, I do think of sexuality as well, but I actually think about going, when I go to the um, clothing store that I love to touch all the clothing. And as soon as I see velvet, I have to touch it and do a little bit of a, you know, stroke the, the, the velvet. I know that sounds kind of crazy and sensuality is also feasting with my eyes before I eat some, Mm. you know, before I eat my meal. So am I, am I in line with you on, on sensuality?
2: Definitely. And I will say that um, years ago I had this really good friend and on our days off from work, we would take our girls to school together And then we would go to Whole Foods and just smell the shampoos. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those things, right? Where, I mean, it was just Mm -hmm. something we so loved to do and looked forward to. So yes.
0: (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. Mm
1: -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful example. I love that. Um, I am a person who really does a lot of things with my mind, but I'm the same way about touching the clothes at the store.
0: Actually, yeah, I actually have a guilty pleasure too. And I'm not sure if it's sensuality. So I'm actually asking you, and this is not a joke. So my fellow Virgo friends and I are huge paper and pen fans. Mm. And so we will text each other and go, I'm at Home Depot and, or not Home Depot, I'm at Office Depot. And then uh, the other person gets really excited, and we talk about have you checked out this pen? And then we just spend time at the pens, feeling the pit, pe- the ink move across paper. So yes. would you consider that sensuality as well? I would. I
2: would really. I think it's anytime you can experience pleasure through the senses and through what you're doing. And yeah, having a really great feeling paper and a great pen that just glides—it's just cool. magic. Your hand. Better, everything is just amazing. Right. I will quickly mention there's also the flip side to that, right? If we're able to feel all of this pleasure, we're also able to feel all the pain. And there, you know, throughout my life, I've really contemplated this. Like, would I rather just be more numb, or would I rather feel everything really, really, really big? And I've been numb for decades. And so I can definitively say that I would rather feel everything big, big, big time and then not feel anything at all.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think I'm the same way. Actually, I'm a huge feeler and it gets me in trouble a lot, honestly. Um, but it's, it's how I prefer to live. And I think it's just, it's just kind of central to who I am. I'd say you're the same way, Cynthia.
0: I do. I am. I I like to tell everyone that I celebrate being a human being as well as celebrating being a spirit. So I love, I love being an, an, you know, an a-hole. I really do. I'm very selective about being a jerk, right? But if I'm really feeling it, I might as well honor that part of me. And that's so not sensual, but <laughs> definitely and definitely not sexy. But you know, it's <laughs> celebrating it's celebrating your emotions and honoring your feelings, and then going back and, um, I'll say rectifying, rectifying, and saying, you know, I was a jerk. I really needed to get these things out, and then and then have honest conversation. So mm. I I am totally with you on that. And then that's how my spirit gets to rejoice. So you know, both well, gets good I stuff. Re-
1: I would also say, Cynthia, it's, it's one way that you have of helping people break down their barriers and get to like their truth and their honesty. Cause when you say stuff like that, you shock people and you put them off balance and right. when you put people off balance, it's a great time for, um, inner realizations right? and, and that kind of a thing. So, right. Adina, I wanted to understand a little bit more about how your sensuality fits into your business. You do all these different things and I could totally, some of the connections are easy for me to understand. I used to take belly dancing and I loved it because it was sensual and sexy and physical all at once. Um, but maybe you could talk a little bit more about some of the other things you do and, and where sensuality fits into those.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great questions. So you know, at first glance, it seems like maybe healing chronic conditions and sensuality don't have that much to do with each other, right? I, I think in the conventional medical model, and even in the alternative medical model, um, it's mostly focused on, you know, what what are you eating? what um, How do you move your body? What kind of supplements are you taking? That sort of thing. And um, relationships fit in there a little bit, but... For me, your relationship with yourself is the most important. And I feel like if, let me just speak for myself. When I was very disconnected from my own body, from my own self, which I was for decades of my life, um, I was not healthy. I was not connected at all. I was very disjointed. Um, Nothing really worked. And over the years, as I've learned to love myself, and I really leaned into belly dance even more and began using it as a tool for getting to know myself better and getting to feel all my senses differently and to appreciate everything. Um, it really has helped heal me in so many ways, so many ways, and they are countless. Um, So that's really how I use it. You know, when I find that when a person has a chronic health condition, there's something really deep going on. And it's usually really simple. (laughs) It's usually like one big thing that is at the root and then everything kind of snowballs from it and, and blossoms from it, like, you know, a big mushroom colony or something. And when you can get down to that root, and love it and enjoy it and use the opportunity. It's just magical what happens from there.
0: So I have to ask, um, can you tell us what that thing was? What were you doing when you realized you were disconnected? And it sounds like belly dancing was the tool or was the segue that got you to your business. I would love to hear, I would love to hear more about About that. Mm,
2: Yeah. So I'm going to just begin by saying that I've been belly dancing since 2001. So at at this time of this recording, that's been almost 20, almost 22 years. Yeah. And um, I knew there was magic and medicine in it for me, which is why I stuck with it. But those, that first decade was kind of rough. It was touch and go. It was no, I don't want to do this. It was too vulnerable and too confronting for me to be that way and to move my body that way, especially in front of other people. Um, and what I realized was I had a ton of uh, baggage around connection with other women, it, starting with my mom. So that is kind of the the biggest, but it it's the thing, but it also is the thing that leads to all the other things, right? So it's the connection with my mom that has been very disjointed uh, up until now, you know, up until very recently. And that snowballed into my connection with other women. And then it came back into my connection with myself. So, um, you know, the the belly dance and the the group dancing work was hard for me and now of course it's the best freaking thing in my (laughs) life (laughs) you know that thing love that yeah it's
1: just magical fantastic so we had another um I guess maybe we start with the question of helping us better understand the overlap and distinctions between sexuality and sensuality right because mm. like they're if you think of them like a like a like two circles or like a Venn diagram, right there's some place where they're the same, but then there are other places where they're totally different um we've talked a little bit about the totally different parts like smelling shampoos or petting velvet um but maybe you could talk a little bit more about <laughs> sort of the overlap piece.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I I think we all have this beautiful image in our heads and hopefully it's an experience that we have personally had of just a, a beautiful time when you were connected with somebody else and you were making love. And it wasn't just a physical, beautiful feeling, but everything else, right? Our cascade of beautiful hormones, including oxytocin and just that cuddling connected kind of feeling that you have, that I think is what makes sensuality and sexuality really mix in the middle because you can have sex without those delicious other things happening, right? It can just be a purely physical thing and you're not really connected
1: to the other person. Right. Yeah. Mm. Cool, cool. So um, as we were preparing for this, uh, Cynthia and I decided we needed to ask you because we don't know who else we would ask, but, um, uh, I was reading all about Gwyneth Paltrow and Cynthia has seen this from other places, but we, we heard about this thing called a Yanni egg. And, um, I'm just curious because, you know, I'm playing a little bit of Cynthia here. Um, what do you think of them? Yeah. So this is actually a really funny question
2: because, um, I actually have one, but I haven't it yet.
0: <laughs> Are you still charging it? Are you still charging it for your Yanni? Right. So.
2: <laughs> I'm just still waiting. And, um, but now that we're talking about this, I know exactly where it is and it's, you know, um, here's what I will say about that. I think it's a beautiful tool to get in touch with yourself, especially just the, the deeper parts of ourselves that, um, have been taboo for a really long time. Um, So I would go for it. I would get one and go for it. Um, And there's a lot of information out there as to, you know, which kind and what size and what you're using it for and that kind of thing. And I will also say that there is the energy behind it can be achieved in so many ways like that connecting with that deeper part of yourself. I mean, if you're willing to go for it, uh, doing some mirror work and actually looking at your own vulva, you know, and exploring it and be, you know, um, finding what feels good when there's nobody else involved and not, not in a sexual way. I mean, if you want to go for it, go for it. But, um, I'm talking about also just feeling what things feel like, like, velvet or, you know, your fingers in a certain way or etc. Getting to know your body is such a huge um, empowering move for us as women. I know for a fact, because I've talked to my mom about this and other people who are, you know, women who are much, much older that have never seen themselves, never touched themselves. And I think that has to stop. <laughs> it just has to stop. We have, we have to know ourselves, and I'm really empowering my girls to know themselves and sharing materials with them to help them get to know themselves. Um, but we can also just spend a little more time cleaning ourselves in the shower and just appreciating our entire bodies. Um, you know, we can honor. Our, here's a here's a big one. We can honor our menstrual cycle. Or if they're not bleeding anymore, honor the moon, just as that cyclical reminder of of how we are as women and how we're not supposed to be the same every day.
0: That's a have, it's a it's a good one. I actually I want to ask you because we are talking about your you know you brought up um, the menstrual cycle as well as the moon. Do you think that? Uh, sensuality and confidence because that is part of your what part of your program Mm -hmm. do you think that it would be um more celebrated with every cycle if we had a celebration as you or a ritual around getting your period oh definitely I was wondering about that because, you know, a lot of people have these ceremonies and a lot of people are just like, well, you've got your period. So here are the things that we need to do. You know, they make it very clinical is not the word, but there's there's no sacredness to it. It's and it's very, you know, it's very matter of fact. I don't think that's a bad thing. However, I do believe it's a missed opportunity. So I was wondering, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have anything to, to, to talk about that and how we can bring that about, because if we can get our our girls to be that confident at that age, man, what kind of powerhouses they would be in just a few years beyond.
2: I know. know. And I'm, you know, I, I have teenage girls right now. They're 13 and 16 and neither one of them wanted a big to do, but we did a little to do. (laughs) <laughs> and every time I track all three of our cycles and every time, you know, they tell me when they get it and they tell me, um, symptoms that they're having. And I try to impart to them, it's okay. What your body is doing is fine. Here are ways we can make it even better. And, um, I adore what you said, Cynthia, about it. It's a missed opportunity. You know, I, I think there's so mm-hmm. much in life in general, and this is such a big one as women, we have these these rites of passage that happen to us, um, and men do too. But theirs are more muted. You know, ours are pretty big. Like when we start our cycle, um, when we have a baby, if we choose to do that, when we launch a big business, when we launch a big project, when something big is like birthed through us, there are pains. <laughs> right. It's, awful, it's uncomfortable, and yet. There is such beauty in that, which goes back to what we were talking about before. Do we want to feel all the feels or not so much at all, right?
0: Right. Totally get it. Totally get it.
1: I want to give us a little pause here and remind all of our listeners that you are listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkivisser and Michelle Walters. And today we are interviewing Adina Ravenswood. Please give us a rate and review. It would really help us a lot. And we will go back to our conversation with Adina now. So Adina, you have shared with us that you were diagnosed with cancer. And we are curious to know how you've applied the know-how from your business to dealing with this challenging diagnosis.
2: Mm. Yeah. You know, it's funny in retrospect, everything lines up perfectly. Doesn't it?
0: Yes. (laughs) Agree. It's
2: all connected. It's (laughs) all connected. (laughs) So, so true. So I have been a pharmacist for well in pharmacy business for almost 20 years. Um, and what I noticed was that there was just that one approach. And so in my business, I, even though it it wasn't as clearly defined as it has become recently, I have been helping women heal themselves through different methods, all very simple to do. Um, And mostly dealing with toxins in the environment, in the food that we eat, in the water we drink, also in our beauty products and our laundry and dish soap and things like that. But also the, the toxins that I'm most interested in are the toxins that we create ourselves in our bodies through stress, mainly. When we have those stress hormones in abundance in our body, it's toxic to us, right? Our, our system eventually breaks down if we don't have a way to clear those and get rid of them um, safely. And we store all kinds of stress in our organs. And so that's really what I've been focusing on. And so now I have this diagnosis of breast cancer and I actually found the lump when I was 42, like just before I turned 43. So um, that's young to me. And yet when I started talking about it, I realized I am not alone. So many of like the, the friends that I had in junior high and high school popped up saying, oh, I had breast cancer too. And you know, like just now, or I just went through it or I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So this has become extremely timely and um, so I'm here to really get my message out in a much, much bigger way about all these um, toxic stuff in our environment, toxic stuff in our bodies and our toxic patterns, those freaking patterns, right? Like the one with me and my mom and me and all other women and me and myself with this woman, (laughs)
1: That's that's really beautiful the way you express that. Um, Yeah, no, the amount of toxins out there, both in relationships as well as physical toxins, Mm -hmm. are just beginning to like overwhelm and sort of shock me. I mean, just this week I started realizing, like, oh my god, microplastics, Microplastics, microplastics—they're in everything. And do I need a water filter? Do I need this? And but I mean, as I think about it, it's like. Some of these things, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't start at the individual level, but they're so big. And again, this is kind of the me thinking big thing. Like if you're not helping lots of women, if you're not dealing with the water system, as opposed to the water that comes out of my faucet, you know, we we have to figure out how do we deal with things on a larger scale? Because otherwise we're not going to be able to make the changes in the earth that we need to make because we messed it up so bad.
2: I agree. And luckily, here I have struggled with that for a really long time. It's like, do we, do we focus kind of micro on ourselves or do we go macro? I think we have to do both. And I also think that there are people on this planet who are totally meant to go macro and deal with the big stuff. And if that's you, do it. <laughs> Don't let anything stop you from doing it. And if you are here to really just impact Yourself and your family and the people just in your small sphere, do that. Don't let that stop you either, because you can't go big or you you're not inclined
0: to, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. For me, because I'm always about people and relationships, what I what I loved what about what you said is you you really don't use the word stress very often, and I really appreciate that because I believe it's an overused word and people use the word stress instead of really communicating what it is that they need or what's really happening within them and what i love is that you're talking about what happens when we don't pay attention to our stress so what you're doing is that you're you're talking about this in two ways right you're talking about hey we don't have to use that word but listen to what's happening to your body and how you know how you're treating yourself emotionally is incredibly toxic or just toxic enough so that we can kind of um, uh, ignore what's going on within our bodies. Um, can you talk a little bit more about how, especially as women, we, um, when we talk about health and well-being, that we talk about stress too generally, and is there a different way to have that conversation so that we can start healing ourselves in a different level or in a different way? Yes.
2: And I think this goes back to the connection between our sexual center, our organs, and our voice. If you look at it, your, your cervix looks identical to your larynx, I think is what it is. Just the, the little opening, you know, it's it's almost identical. And there's just such a connection between there. And for women, I mean, there's no doubt about it that we have been silenced over the millennia, (laughs) as far as we know. And I think at this time in human history, so many of us are waking up and waking up our voices and making that connection. You know, we're empowering ourselves from both ends, which is amazing. And, speaking our truth is really, really hard. Like for so many years, I have felt almost um, like, you know, imaginary hands around my throat or on my hands to not let me type, you know, my, to get my voice out there, to get my ideas out there um, just out of, to save me from getting hurt to save me from being burned at the stake to, uh, you know, just, it's been extremely dangerous for us to speak up. And so that I think creates an enormous amount of toxicity in our bodies. When we, for a long time, I didn't even know what I wanted or what I felt about things because that also is not safe right? To have this these right. big desires and to tell people what you think of them. And, you know, some people are better at it than others, right? Cynthia, I think you have that part down, right? You don't have trouble telling people stuff where most, I won't say most, but a lot of women do, right?
0: So. <laughs> yes yeah. I actually, actually do. Um, I do this thing. This is a secret, so don't tell anybody. But what I do is I tell people enough, and I share enough, so that there's still a secret within me. So mm. that is, um, and I believe that there are a lot of women who still do that, which is like I'm a sharer, I'm this, I'm that. But then there's there's this there's a still whole other piece of themselves that they um, that they hold tight. But um, yeah, but that's about me. I want to talk about you, and um, and I love. I love how you are having everybody open up. And I had no idea that the larynx and the, um, was it the vault? No, cervix. and in the cervix looks so, looks so much alike, yeah which is, which is kind of amazing.
2: It is. So. And when you, um, I don't know if you have tried like some sound healing or really like letting your voices out, but this is something new for me because it was such a, um, I, I know this is, it's like when belly dance first started for me and it was like, so terrifying, but I knew it was medicine. It's kind of like that with this, this voice thing, you know, with screaming and yelling and, and humming and, ah, you know, just making these noises. Um, it can be such a beautiful thing to hear yourself and to really go deep within and feel the, the movement and the vibration of your own voice. It's so
1: powerful and magical. So a lot to explore there. (laughs) Agreed. Adina, can you tell us a little bit about the events you have coming up so our audience can hear about them?
2: Yes. So each and every month I have some free belly dance classes. Sometimes there's one, sometimes there's two kind of in a succession. Um, So on Facebook is the best place to find out about that. And, um, also in November, I will be doing a free event over the course of nine days. It'll just be little snippets each and every day of ways that you can get in touch with your own body to heal. Whatever chronic condition you suffer from, there's no need to suffer. It's really quite simple. And I'm going to map out exactly what to do. And where to go for more.
1: It sounds awesome. I will get the details and put them in our show notes. Thank you so much, Adina. I want to remind everyone you've been listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkivisser and Michelle Walters. And today we have been speaking to Adina Ravenswood, who is a women's health and sensuality coach. Her details will be in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. Please support us and Uh, Follow us or subscribe and also give us a rate and review. Thank you so much, Adina. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Hey there, it's Cynthia. want to invite you to a virtual space every first and third Friday Pacific time at noon called Chillin' Chat. It's a space where we get to talk and explore how you can use and expand your intuitive skills. Notes are below. I also have an in-person session coming up November 11th and 12th in San Francisco called Align Your Mind, Body, and Spirit for 2023. The link for more information and registration is below.
1: Are you in sales? Would you like to improve your skills? Try Hypnosis for Sales with me, Michelle Walters. Weekly from mid-October through mid-November. See the details on my Eventbrite page in the show notes below. Come, it'll be fun, and it'll be great to bump up your sales.
0: You've been listening to... It's All Connected!